soldiers, what's good and welcome back. We are here, y'all. This is the fourth and final installment of our Black History Month collaboration with the Christian Soldier Podcast and the Ambassador Podcast with Jared Cole and featuring our brother and dear friend, Dr. Anthony Jones. As we said in the first episode, Dr. Jones is an educator, a man of deep faith, and currently serves as the Director of Equity in our local school district of Ames, Iowa. And as I said last week, this has been an amazing conversation with Dr. Jones and with Jared, and I have been truly blessed and honored to call these brothers my friends. And quiet as kept, y'all, some of the conversations we had before and after we pressed record were even better than what made it onto the recording. I have really enjoyed these conversations, and I promise you that the final conversation is arguably even more rich than the previous three. So let's get into it. Please enjoy the final installment of our collab with the Ambassador Podcast as we discuss local black history in our city of Ames, Iowa. Greetings and what's good, everybody. Welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. And with my friends Andres Amador and Justina Kenyi, I'm Abdullah Muhammad, and we are just three POC living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Ambassador Podcast. I am your host, Jared Cole, and I'm excited to be bringing y'all the fourth and the last installment of our four-week special on Black History Month. Man, I don't know about y'all, but I have enjoyed uh, this last month with y'all, uh, uh, my guests here and my audience. This has been a fun time just diving into uh, some black history, some contribution, uh, and, and the importance of celebrating this month. Uh, the one thing I hope you guys take from this, from this uh series is that you don't see this as just something to do and then stop, but we want this to be something that kind of informs uh, who you are, what you're doing, what you're a part of, and this encourages you, man, to, to kind of propel this this knowledge you've learned and things you've engaged in uh, to impact you throughout the rest of the uh, 11 months of the year. So as you know, this is a collab with Christian Soldier Podcast. My co-host here, Abdullah, uh, you may know him. He has this Christian Soldier Podcast, a platform where he also talks about uh, tough issues, kind of like the ambassador. So if you are around those podcast streets, head over to Christian Soldier and give my man a listen. Uh, if you've been following along with the podcast, then you know that we normally have a rhythm of releasing episodes every other week on Mondays. But for this month of February, we have been releasing... Uh, every single week and not on Mondays, but on Wednesdays. Man, we wanted to make February special as we dive into some great topics and bring people th along through four special episodes where we discussed in the first week the importance of Black History Month, the second week how to celebrate Black History Month, last week Black Contribution, and this week, the final week, we will be talking about local Black history. And so when we say local black history, you guys know we are based in Ames, Iowa, and I know what you're thinking, <laughs> especially, if you're not, especially if you're not from the area, you know, you don't know nothing about it. Is there black history in Ames, Iowa? And the answer is a um, man, profound yes. And so we want to dive into some of that. Uh, my my co-host here that you've been listening to this whole month, Abdullah Mohammed and Dr. Anthony Jones, uh, they have been long 
term Ames residents. And so there's nobody better to talk about this topic than these guys. And so I'm so gracious that they are here uh, to do so. So I just want to open this up really quick, dive right in, y'all. Uh, you two have been here for a really long time. And, and as you guys speak, you can go ahead and name the amount of years that it's been. Uh, I know you're like, as you're thinking about it, you're like, dang, I was here. <laughs> 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 was it, how, how long? I was here. <laughs> But as you've as you've been here, you've learned a lot, you've seen a lot, you've done a lot, you know. And so on a real basic level, uh, from your own perspective, how would you tell this story of local black history here in Ames uh, and kind of where you fall in the mix of it all? Um, I, so if I had to give a word to it first, I would say the word that comes to mind about the the black history in our Ames, Iowa context is surprising, (laughs) (laughs) right? So, so surprising for a few different reasons. One surprising because of the depth and the richness of what is here. Mm -hmm. And then two surprising because of even in the midst of all that depth and richness, we still have a long, long way to go. Mm-hmm. So um, I came here. I came here in nineteen <laughs> a long time ago. No, so, so I first came here as a um, visiting, right, mm-hmm. uh, in nineteen eighty nine. So, and then I ended up coming to college here in nineteen ninety. Um, so I came here like on a on a visit. My high school girlfriend came to Iowa State, and so you know, <laughs> so I came, I came to yeah, Iowa. So uh, it's a lot of recruiting right there. Of course, of course. Right there. Yeah, but I was headed to Morehouse. Wow. Yeah, okay. I was I was actually going to Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> you know? So um, and you know my aunt my aunt worked for Spelman College and she worked for one of the uh, um, one of MLK's uh, daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I was gonna go to I was gonna go live with her and go to Morehouse, mm-hmm. um, but then I came to Iowa State and and I came as as, as a visit and you know when I came on campus. The campus is a beautiful campus. It's mm-hmm. a gorgeous campus. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of those schools in the movies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so because it was a beautiful campus and because my girlfriend was here, mm-hmm. I came here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's a decision that I still think about frequently. <laughs> and quite frankly, half of me regrets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be real honest yep. about it. You know, yep. half, half of me regrets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why did not? Mm-hmm. If I knew then what I know now, Right. I would not come here. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I also can't say that because mm-hmm. I met my phenomenal wife and have my amazing come family. On, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you win in the end, bro. It's yep. yeah, it's 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 God is sovereign and he superintends and mm-hmm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um but the 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 history here when you know when I came here, um I didn't really know about other than the only person that I knew about that was really, for example, doing things for the cause of black students and black folks at first at Iowa State was um, Dr. George Jackson, Dr. Clemmie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that was the power couple, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are actually a few of them, but that was the only one that I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. Another power couple was Wayne and, Wayne and Edna Clinton, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Clinton came here 
to coach or to, to, to be a teacher and a coach in the 60s. Yeah. And they're still here. Yeah. And they yeah. are they are an absolute juggernaut of a couple. Yeah. And they yeah. are, you know, just amazing, like grandparent mentors now, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to them in a minute. Yeah. But, yeah. But, we'll, but, we'll get there. But that's that's yeah. that's what you know, when I first got here, there, there was just that. And then there was this bubbling undercurrent because it was the '90s, yep. and we, you know, we just come off the era of Public Enemy and a lot of the consciousness hip hop mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us, Tribe uh-huh. Conquest, Tribe Conquest right, X Clan, De La Soul, uh-huh. a lot of us came in with that energy. Yep. You know, we came in with our X, our <laughs> X sweatshirts and our X hoodies <laughs> and uh-huh. you know our uh-huh. African American uh-huh. College Alliance yep. gear. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And the and, 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 right. Yep. And, and so, yep. and so, and yeah, cross colors, uh-huh. right? So we came in. With that energy, right? Um, Actually, Angela Davis visited one year and she called us the Berkeley of the Midwest. Wow. (laughs) Because we came in with a fire. Wow. You know? And so, and and the fire Mm -hmm. was we came in looking at all of the different ways that. the black experience was marginalized. We weren't recognized, yeah. you know, and like we even called it a nickname pejoratively, Iowa State Undiversity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. so and we're going to get to some of the things that we did, but that's kind of how I got here in the in the soil that was kind of happening for why I was surprised. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, DJ? Yeah. You know, Abdul actually took the word right out of my mouth, surprising. I was like, hmm, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> But then another word came to me, and that was um, humbling. Mm. And the reason I use humbling because you know I don't know about know about your experience, but you know when you're when you're at home, you know you go through high school, you're pretty you know you're going to college, and so you're probably on the you know upper echelon in terms of you know your community. Everybody's proud of you going to college and things like that. And so in my life, when I left Montgomery, Alabama, I had no idea that this place even existed. Mm. Yeah. And so I uh, got on a Greyhound bus 27, 26 hours. And I talked about that in one of the episodes. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I had no idea that this place existed. And mm-hmm. so uh, when I came up here, it was a, a very humbling experience. Not only just from representation, but weather. Mm, yeah, and so on, uh, you, beautiful campus yeah. in the summer. <laughs> yeah, in the south, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I had like a starter's jacket, a Lakers yeah. starter's jacket. Your mind was freezing. You, you know, you got to get your up. winter gear for Iowa from Iowa. You can't be breaking. I'm just talking about how raw I was. Like you know, I was like, uh-huh. okay, I'm going to college. Uh-huh. I just had a starter's jacket. Yeah. you know, for when it get a little cold I had no idea man and so um, I was actually I actually found out about this place from Al Campbell Mm. And Al Campbell, you know, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. And it's interesting, you know, it's humbling because the more that I dig and learn more about the history of black people uh, in Ames, Iowa, I see a lot of connection. Interestingly, uh, with Alabama uh, being a connection. And so Al Campbell was the, I think he was the interim uh, director of Minority Student Affairs at that mm-hmm. time. And he was visiting my, my high school counselor. Uh, but anyway, that's how I got up here. It was through Al Campbell uh, talking to my counselor and told us about the George Washington Carver Scholarship. And so I call it a humbling experience uh, when I got here. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and again, I came in <laughs> 1992, the summer. Uh, summer program, summer enrichment program mm-hmm. uh, here, and a lot of history with that program as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Carver Academy. Carver Academy. Yeah, yeah, now, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a lot of uh, people that I met uh, through uh, the SEC program that summer. Mm-hmm. Very humbling experience. Yeah, that's dope. 
Uh, yeah, I, I found my way coming to Iowa by way of a basketball scholarship. Mm. You know, had it not been for that orange pill, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even be up here. You know, like it's and it's and it's a, a strange thing, you know, because I come here uh, and I do it like you. I meet my wife here, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, University of Iowa. Right now, we are we are in Ames, Iowa, Iowa State University. I went to the rival school, University of Iowa. And the funny thing is, you know, like now being on Iowa State's campus and coming out here, like I, I, I find myself, you know, like giving compliments <laughs> about the about the university. And, and, and one of my one of my the only thing I could like bring myself to say, like I, I remember. Uh, you know, being on staff here at, at Cornerstone Church, the Salt Company, like we reached college students, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, one day we as a staff team went to this store, you know, down like the bookstore down on campus and, and everybody gets to, gets to get some gear. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I'm walking in all uncomfortable, sweating in my pits, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know about any of this, man. Uh, but I end up grabbing like this super neutral, just black crew neck. <laughs> Long sleeve shirt, <laughs> and it says the word "state" on it. <laughs> just the word, like like just state in yep, white yep. letters, and then it has like the year it was established uh, under that, right? And so like it's the most basic thing you can you can ever imagine. Uh, but man, when you walk around Iowa State campus, it's arguably one of the most beautiful. Like, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, in the you know summer, spring, fall months, like it's. Probably one of the campus. most beautiful campuses yeah. Yeah. that you'll run into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, bro, check this out. Here's how long I've been here. Just, yeah. just When I first came, for example, when I met your in-laws and I came to Cornerstone Church, I think your wife was about nine or ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. You don't throw out dates much, but, you, but you're getting closer. You're getting closer. All right. Uh, so... Let's talk about, so last, last episode, we talked about some just overall black contribution mm-hmm. uh, in terms of Black History Month. But as we look local and we think about local black history, uh, we can't do so without naming some of the, some of the more you know, popular and profound names that have come through here and had mm-hmm. an impact here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I want to do is talk about some key figures from history a little bit. And I want to bring this thing back and, and talk about some of the more uh, uh, current people who are also in the fight, join the fight, and have moved some things forward. Um, but let's think about some of the historical figures right now. Like I don't know how many of the listeners know who are from Ames, Iowa, Know that number one, there's an Ames History Museum. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's located downtown Ames, Iowa. Uh, I use the term downtown loosely, but it is downtown <laughs> Ames, Iowa. Uh, and it's this Ames History Museum. And just recently, the, within the last year, in 2021, uh, <laughs> there was revealed this mural uh, down there of some key historical Ames, Iowa black figures. And so if you ever get time, if you're listening and you're, and you're from the Ames, Iowa area, you should, you should go down there. It's right off of Main Street, the Ames History Museum. And if you uh, go back on the north side of the back side of their building, they have this mural now uh, of, these, of these key black figures, uh, which I think is really cool. And we mentioned uh, Wayne and Edna Clinton, and they were actually key figures in getting this thing up and going. Shout out to them one more time. Yes. Uh, and we'll probably do that again <laughs> throughout this episode coming up. Uh, but on this mural, there are, I believe, nine figures on this mural. 
Uh, and I'm just going to list them. George Washington Carver is on that mural. W- uh, Willa Ewing is on that mural. Jack Trice, that name should sound familiar to a lot of people <laughs> listening in, <laughs> is on that mural. Walter Madison is on there. James Herman Banning is on there. Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Ship, right? <clears throat> and so when we think about some of these historical figures, uh, I want to I wanna point out for sure just like a couple of these families I listed. So Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Ship, like talking about black history in Ames, Iowa, like these families were crucial when it came to like, you know, you're talking about coming from Alabama, Dr. Jones, mm-hmm. and you coming to Ames, Iowa, <clears throat> and you're trying to get your bearings into a place that's super unfamiliar, like mm-hmm. everything from the culture to the food to the that's weather, right. Mm-hmm. right? Literally everything. And it was families like Archie and Nancy Martin and John and Nellie Ship that back in the day received students like Dr. Jones mm-hmm. when students like Dr. Jones couldn't live on campus. Yep. Crazy. Right. You know? Crazy. Right. So when black students were coming to Ames, Iowa, to the Iowa State University, and couldn't go to the halls, to the dorms, mm-hmm. <laughs> and stay mm-hmm. on campus, mm-hmm. the Martins and the Ships open their doors to receive said students mm-hmm. so that they can have an opportunity on campus, right? Yeah. So if you guys have heard of the Martin House that's on Lincoln Way and it's still there currently, that's yeah. Archie and Nancy Martin's house. It's, it's, it started there, right? And what yeah. they did is was they would house black male Iowa State students when they were not allowed to live on campus. And then now there's even a hall on Iowa State's campus called Martin Hall, yeah. right? Um, where where students can live in now. And then John and Nellie Ship did the same exact thing, but not for black men, but for black women that came to right. mm-hmm. uh, to Iowa State's campus. Uh, and their home was on Sherman Avenue. You know, and, and so when I think of when I think of them, those names can kind of go under the radar, mm-hmm. right? But you but but you heard of the Jack Trices, you heard of the George Washington Carvers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and if you guys have any insight on that, like I I don't know if you guys know the background on Jack Trice and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff to kind of mm-hmm. shed some light on that. Mm-hmm. But when I think of uh these key figures like the Martins and the ships, mm-hmm. I think they they do something for me. I like they hit something, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that says, man. Uh, what better way to contribute to the advancement in, 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 in society here in Ames, Iowa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's, so if I could say a little bit more about the ships or the, or the Martins and the ships, because that, um, I, w- I was thinking about them in terms of the, the local history too. And so if you're, if you're listening and you're from the Ames or, or familiar with the Ames area, um, 218 Lincoln Way is where that house is. That house, again, that house still stands. Mm-hmm. My wife actually lived in that house when we, when we were undergrads because wow. that huh. was the soccer house. Wow. Yeah. Really? So yeah, she played soccer yep, yep. Uh, for for the university, and so mm-hmm. that was that was the the huh. soccer house huh. because it was big enough to have the whole you know. And so um, that yeah, and so I I've been in that house and wow. you know whatever, wow. uh, and and um, the ships were actually. The, 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 the daughter and the son-in-law of the Martins, hmm. you know, so, uh, so the family was related. Mm-hmm. So there, so the, the, the one house on 218 Lincoln Way, the Martin house, the ship house basically is where the McDonald's parking lot is right now. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> that, that's where their house was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like you said, Jay, they they you know they they housed black uh, male and female students who who couldn't come, who couldn't live in the dorms. So check this out. Uh, you live in storms, right? You live in storms. I live in nap. You live in nap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the nap storms, dorms, and in and in, in, in on campus. Um, the the president at the time, the um, whose name was Storms, right? Mm-hmm. So President Storms would get frequent petitions <laughs> from like this is back in nineteen ten or so from yeah. W. E. B. Du Bois. Wow, you really? know, and and you know what his petition was? You mentioned earlier, and in, 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 um, you mentioned in the last episode about the do the right thing. Yeah, about Sal. Yeah, how come the brothers on the wall, man? So W. E. B. petitioned President Storms for the exact same thing mm. because Iowa State let black students in, yep. but didn't let them sleep or uh, stay in the dorms. Yep. and so W. E. B. petitioned. You know, President Storms was like uh, Storms. <laughs> How can I make a black in the dorms, man? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so here's here's what here's here's part of what Storm said in reply to one of those letters. He said <clears throat> He said, Negro students are entirely welcome at the institution. They have no discourtesy whatever shown them by fellow students or others. And then he, he continued to say, it's not always easy for Negro students to find room and boarding accommodations except where there are enough rooms and boards together. Hmm. Basically, he was saying, well, there's not enough room for them to have a dorm of their own. We can come to the university, but we were still considered inferior enough that we we couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so basically, these folks had to find alternative arrangements. And then here's where the Martins and the ships, you know, stepped in. And so, yeah, that that's to me, that's just an amazing, an amazing story. And we didn't allow in our university allow black folks in the dorms until the 1940s. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's incredible. Do you have any insight on that, DJ? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't gloss over the fact, like, as you were sharing the stories about the Martins and the ships, of this idea of why they had to do what they they did in terms of receiving uh, black uh, college students. And I remember, you know, the first time I heard about Jack Trice and, you know, um, coming to Iowa State, you know, they put Jack Trice and George Washington Carver in your face constantly. Mm-hmm. And the more that I learned about the story, you know, that was new information to me, uh, especially in terms of what Iowa State usually pre- presented to us at that yeah. time. But then I found out that Jack Trice, of course, he received the hosp- hospitality from the Martins, but mm-hmm. that he also lived in the basement of, uh, of uh, the gym oh, right, wow. next, yeah, right wow. next to, uh, mm-hmm. right next to campus. And so he actually, as a star athlete, he couldn't live with the rest of his teammates. Wow. And so he lived in, in the basement of uh, Byer, Byer Hall right there. Wow. Uh, state gym, state gym actually. <clears throat> and so that was, that was like shocking to me in terms of like the promotion of, of Jack Trice because we constantly were embedded with this message of, you know, the field is named after Jack Trice. Yeah. Um, you know, there are stories in terms of how that stadium was even uh, named. The reason behind the stadium was being named, and we'll probably get into that a little bit yeah. later, it has something to do with Cat Hall. Mm-hmm. Probably won't go there too much, but... Oh, yeah, we, 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 gotta, go, we gotta go there. <laughs> Just do it. Just we gotta go there. Keep yeah. going. Bridge, bridge, bridge it all together. Yeah. Bridge it all together. But the fact that he wasn't allowed to... Um, live in the dorms and he was contributing uh, to Iowa State in terms of practice, in mm-hmm. terms of what his preparation was for the uh, famous game yeah. uh, that, you know, that yeah, 
ultimately took his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that he he didn't live in the dorms. I also connect that to, you know, I mentioned the summer enrichment program. Uh, and again, uh, Dr. George Jackson will talk about him a little bit later. Uh, but the intent of the program was to be able to get uh, students of color together mm-hmm. just to prepare them for the fall. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we lived in Friley Hall. It was very intentional how it was structured so we can be near campus. But we were we lived in the same like, you know, the same hallway. Mm-hmm. And every day we gathered together and we took part in understanding Iowa State culture mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Had no idea that once the fall started, we were all going to be dispersed across mm-hmm. campus. But the whole idea was to get us ready for uh, what was about to happen yeah, in yeah, the fall, yeah. and so yeah. I connect a lot of those things, you know, with the sh- with the ships and uh, the Martins and what they done and then what they did, and then what yeah. uh, the Jacksons and the Hills and yeah. Campbells and a lot of uh, those folks did uh, mm-hmm. as to prepare us coming to Iowa State. Man, and isn't it interesting that in that story of Jack, of Jack Trice, isn't it interesting that how we talk about? So I knew the story of him, you know, obviously, you know, getting killed on the field, mm-hmm. but. When we talk about Jack Trice, we talk about what happened to him on the field. Yep. We, or the university, doesn't talk about what the university did to him. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So that's, that, my, that's my first time hearing that. Yeah. About yeah. Where, he, where he could and couldn't live and yep. living yeah. in the basement. Same. You know? Same. Yep. But I've heard the Jack Trice story. Yeah, I heard Jack Trice. Yep. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. So wow. yeah, here's, here's what they did to him. Yeah. But we're going to just ignore what we did to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, so let's talk about that a little bit too, right? Because so the death of Jack Trice was in the 1920s. Yep. From the 19, 1923 or early mm-hmm. 1920s. Mm-hmm. But the name of the stadium doesn't change until the 1990s. 1990s. Yeah, late 1990s. 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not even on behalf of like a community of Ames, but on behalf of a small portion of students that would petition for the name change. That's right. Yep. Right? That's right. And they yep. would petition and petition. And once it broke through, it was like, hey, we won't change the name of the entire stadium. Yep. But we'll give the field, the field. Yep. to Jack Trice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until later on that the entire stadium actually became Jack Trice Stadium. Yep. But after, not because the community felt like, oh man, this would be <laughs> the right thing to do. <laughs> but because again, on the backs of students, Right, who were saying, who were receiving this information, learning about the institution, learning about uh, this this guy Jack Trice, and being yeah. like, something's got to give. Yeah, and it's man, the power of the next generation, and just this 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 focus, this push, right? And I think this speaks to Black history in general. Yep. Where like had yes. had we just stopped, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. you know, had we just stopped at. Uh, reconstruction. Had yep. we just stopped mm-hmm. at 40 acres and a meal, which never mm-hmm. happened, by the way. Right. Yep. And had we just yep. stopped at like 1964 civil rights, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all we'd have is, 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 that. is, is that. Yep. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, there's never this, this real uh, internalization, mm-hmm. this real heart change of saying, hey, we have a moment and we have an opportunity. Let's do the right, full, and good thing now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, right, full, and good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. like, this, this perpetual push is something that these students at Iowa State realized needed to happen. Yep. And it's a perpetual push that I think, um, man, black people in general in America mm-hmm. 
are embodying and 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 it is a necessary thing. Yep. Over yeah. time and time Absolutely. again, we see that this is necessary. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the that's the nature of progress, right? Yep. So, yep. Frederick Douglass himself said it best: "Power concedes nothing without demand. Mm-hmm. It never did, and it never will." Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the that's the, in in all in. Everything we're talking about, we're talking about there was a way that things were and people just accepted it and were completely fine with it right. mm-hmm. until until a small group of folks said, hey, wait a minute, this is not right. Something's amiss. Mm-hmm. And then that group got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the critical mass became too, too difficult to ignore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the story of so much of our right. of our narrative in, in, in America. Right. But it's also so much of the narrative of humanity itself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about how the Revolutionary War happened. Same right. concept. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Power concedes nothing without demand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost a law of the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes me think, you know, when you were talking about just the, the power and the impact of college students, right? And, you know, you, you have to give credit. And I keep going back to the theme of the ships and the Martins. Got to make sure they're sheltered. Got to make sure they're fed mm-hmm. so they can be empowered to, to impact. Right. Yeah. And whatever they're doing on campus, right? right? Yeah. And right. so I think about that. Like when I came in 1992 in the summer program. Which is, not to gloss over that, which is, which is the bare minimum. The bare minimum, uh, right? that we're That like we're talking mm. about for, you know, students in success yep. today, yep. right? And mm-hmm. like in, in K through 12, yep. you know, mm-hmm. public schools, mm-hmm. it's like, man, food, shelter, shelter. proper, proper living condition right. is what, is what precedes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, proper performance right. in school, Absolutely. you know, and here, like, like in early Iowa state history, right. Is like being withheld mm-hmm. intentionally. <laughs> yep. From particular students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And, and I was just going to say, you know, so shelter, food, you're taking care of, you got your basic needs met, but then the ability to kind of like uh, shock the system to wake you up. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember in, in 92, and it had to be my second, third week <laughs> in Ames. And uh, there was an event that happened in Des Moines. There was something happened in Des Moines. There was a shooting at the, uh, like a local Denny's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, the person got out or whatever, and the report came out. It was all over the news that uh, the person who had, you know, shot up in the Denny's was a black person in a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, word got back to Iowa State campus. And so you have, you know, you always have some some upperclassmen who are just aware, you know, and just <laughs> ready to prepare you. And so this message got back across campus. Now, this is summer. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, hey, we're going to take a we're going to take a van, Iowa State van down. We're going to get a bunch of guys to come together. Mm-hmm. And all of us, you got a hoodie. I want you to put a hoodie on. Wow. And then we're going to go down to the Capitol mm-hmm. to let them know, you know, you you misrepresenting uh, with this uh, analogy that you just can't say a black person in a hoodie. In a hoodie. Wow. Right. So I had no idea. You know, I'm new, trying to still, you know, get acclimated to campus. And so I jump on this van <laughs> with a bunch of brothers in the hoodies. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, when I had a it's hoodie. Like At least had, we got on the bus and went down, mm-hmm. to, went down mm-hmm. to Des Moines. But again, that was my first lesson in terms of advocating and the power of, you know, like I said, it's humbling when I reflect back on it, mm-hmm. is to, to uh, be able to, for others before you, to teach you how to advocate. Yeah. Had nothing to do with it, right? It yeah. wasn't me. I wasn't in a hoodie down yeah. in Des Moines shooting mm-hmm. up a mm-hmm. Denny's. Mm-hmm. But right. the fact is that I can't, I have to participate in what's going on. Right. And, and I was constantly, as the more I reflect, Abdul, I, I 
keep reminding myself of things that happen. You're passing by and that it's, it's a group of black people just just aware and just trying to wake you up as a young person right. to participate in this movement. And that happened a lot. It did. Uh, it on did. Iowa State campus. It happened and, and a Ames. whole yep. lot. It, yep. And it happened. Yep. It happened. So this is also local black history, right? It happened yep. with things like, uh, and, and we mentioned, I think it was the first episode of, of our series about getting BET, Black Entertainment yep. Television. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. at the time, the cable company didn't carry it. Yep. And so, you know, um, Dr. Jackson and Al Campbell, they're recruiting these students from all over the country, yep. right? And give us some, at least one comfort of home. One of the comforts of home was BET. Yep. And so we we ended up petitioning the cable company mm-hmm. to no avail, to no avail. And and I forget how it how it broke, but they said, okay, we won't give you all a BET. We'll at least give you um, a couple of hours at night. So they gave us video soul. Remember <laughs> yep, that? Video soul. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So, wow. so, so basically, wow. so basically the, 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 yeah. cable, the cable company, whatever channel it was, you know, from like 7 o'clock to 1030 or whatever it was, was just whatever was on BET that time. Yep. Wow. And then that lasted for eh, a, little, a few years. Mm-hmm. And then it went away completely. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then didn't actually change until... Um, I want to say the mid, the mid like '96 or so. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and so wow. there's, and there was, there was the blackout mm-hmm. on campus about those kind of things. There's a blackout about how black students were being treated um, on campus by professors yep. and how we were being treated in the residence halls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you know, and then there was 1995. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and the September 29th movement mm-hmm. and the renaming of Old Botany Hall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to to, to 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 what is now Carrie Chapman Cat Hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was was a huge, huge deal Major. because mm-hmm. Carrie Chapman Cat was this suffragist. Um, and anyone who knows anything about the feminist movement knows that the feminist movement was a movement for white women, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the black women were systematically shut out of the the, the, the feminist movement in, in, in that regard. But uh, Carrie Chapman Cat said some very, very not good mm-hmm. and disparaging things about black women and black people in general. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there was there were a lot of us, and I say us because I was there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there were a lot of us who were not down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what happened was a few students, you know, Milton McGriff, Marion Wanwison, mm-hmm. and um, Alan uh, Alan Nosworthy mm-hmm. started the September 29th movement in mm-hmm. 1995, and they really, really, really hit hot and heavy yep. in opposing the naming of the renaming of Cat Hall. Mm-hmm. And it got, it got serious, made yep. national news. Mm-hmm. Alan went on a on a Gandhi style hunger strike. Wow! End up in the hospital. Wow. Yeah, ended up in the hospital. Wow! Mm-hmm. Because yep. because because you know, and and I was never a member of the September 29th movement. You know, um, I was just kind of tertiary at that point. Mm-hmm. But there were those of us who were like, yeah, no, that's that's just no, no, you know. But all of the, there was there was plenty of those kind of things that we did all around the cause of fairness, justice, and equity. Yep. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, moving the episode along, um, I want to segue into a different segment, right? So, so we've talked about some of this history, and we've name dropped a couple of names who are still around, even, <laughs> you know. And so, I want to spend some time talking about them a little bit, right? Um, the historical figures of Ames, 
in the current figures and names, right? And I think they're they're worthy of having some of their their work and contributions uh, applauded, right? And so uh, I'm gonna just toss it right back. You guys mentioned Wayne and Edna Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember uh, a couple years back. Uh, you know, I was I've only been living in Ames for the last four years, going on five years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, got back in like 2017 from playing basketball overseas. And so going on this May will be five years being uh being back in back in the States, being in Ames, Iowa. And I remember the first lunch I got with Wayne Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sat down with Wayne at this restaurant, got to hear his story, right? Got to hear um about his time here coming to Ames, Iowa, becoming a uh I think he he taught like um Social studies yeah, or something like studies, that yes, in uh-huh. in in the middle school, Ames Middle School, right? Yep. Uh, he was coach. People were calling him coach. You know yep. that I met around met around the area. Uh, and just the other day, I had this uh, this guy come to my house, and and you know my 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 water heater had broke, and so I needed him to come over and fix the water heater. He's he's one of my brothers here at the church. Um, uh, you know, white guy, and he comes in. And, you know, he's listening to the Ambassador podcast. He's saying all this kind of stuff. And it's like what he's listening to, learning to, all this kind of thing. And I think I mentioned Wayne on one of our episodes previously. And he said, when I was in middle school, Wayne was the first black teacher I ever had. Mm. And Mm -hmm. I learned about Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, all these different cats from the civil rights movement, right? Because of Wayne Clinton, mm-hmm. you know, and when I sat down with Wayne Clinton for that lunch, you know, he would he would go on to say like, "Yo, the public school district didn't even have an avenue to teach Black history mm-hmm. before I before he had come mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in the '60s," yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. you know, and so he was he was groundbreaking in what he was coming in teaching. He was groundbreaking in the curriculum, which he mm-hmm. had to write himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he was groundbreaking in representation, mm-hmm. uh, and and he was groundbreaking in, you know, creating and establishing authority as a black man in Ames, Iowa, in the public school district. Yep. You know, and so like this is this is my first taste of mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. of, of 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 black history made real and tangible. Right, that we can see the impact. You know, over. You know, forty, fifty years ago, and then to to now. You know, in this in this man Wayne Clinton, and so I, I, I know y'all got your 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 own stories, and so I want I want to pass it to y'all and say, man, like who 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 are you recognizing? Who are you applauding? Uh, and what have they done? Go ahead, Doc. Yep. Just to you know, just to, to um, bounce off of what you said about uh, Coach Clinton. Most people know him as. Coach Clinton, uh-huh. the coach, coach, you know, mm-hmm. state champion, Coach Fred Horberg. But I'm glad that you talked about Wayne Clinton, the teacher. Yeah. Yes. Because most people overlook that. Uh-huh. And so I definitely want to just kind of put an exclamation point on that. Uh-huh. And the impact and the energy is still there. Uh-huh. Uh, I've always been impressed with, with Coach Clinton and Miss Clinton, Miss Edna Clinton, of their energy to be there to be present uh, and let their voice and present be known mm-hmm. and and so I've always appreciated and again there are some others that we'll, we'll mention and give a shout out to but I just really appreciate you know their um, advocacy 
their contribution even from the 60s, uh, all the ups and downs and changes of aims and, and the struggles and aims, uh, but to still be present and to still be willing to be involved uh, to advocate That's right. uh, for black people in aims. And not just black people, they're, they're involved in so many things, but just in terms of representation, yep. just to give a shout out to yep. the Clintons. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, oh gosh, there's a, there, there's a few folks. There, there's a Clint, the Clintons. Um, one of those I think about is uh, Miss Anita Rollins. Yeah. You know, Miss Anita, she's now on the city council of Ames. She's also, I believe, so she's the first black woman on, on the city council ever, mm-hmm. right? And I believe she was the first black woman because she also served on, a, on the school board years ago. Yeah. And I, I believe she was the first black woman on the school board as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so and so I think about people like her um, and, you know, then Vern Hawkins. Yep. You know, or um, you know the 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 folks the folks over at Iowa State. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson. You yeah. know, um, so there, there are plenty of those folks who are still kind of on the front lines, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, and, and I so <laughs> I have a joke and then a serious one. <laughs> the joke is this: <laughs> the joke is, <laughs> I think at Cornerstone Church, I think I was the first black person at this church. Mm-hmm. You know, check, check the record on that. Ask your father-in-law, yeah. but but I think I may have been. We'll check the record. <laughs> check, check, check the record. We'll check, check the record. We'll check it. I was for sure the first black person on the worship team. Wow. Oh, for 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and but, you, and but, you still got the reputation. <laughs> and we still try to call you back. <laughs> but, but when I, you know what? My, 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 my wife still sings your song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dope. Like, I remember that dude on oh, stage and he dope. was singing that song. Oh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing it. Uh, but. So, so, but there was, so like when I first came you know, to, to, to this church, um, there was another, another couple, another interracial couple, you know, um, and like they maybe came around the same time we did. We kind of happened to see them in the, in the hall. Hey! You know, <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, uh, but that that was the joke. One, the serious one is is our illustrious brother right here, Doctor Jones. Come on now, you know. So give my man his flowers. So give this man his flowers. I mean, you know, this you know this brother was 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 um, the uh, what vice principal of the middle school. First, so first black man to do that. And then also, you know, our, as our current director, director, director of equity and, you know, in in that role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and in and, and, and in that and in those roles, not just forwarding the cause of equity for black students, mm-hmm. forwarding the cause of equity for all marginalized students mm-hmm. and and making sure that all of our students, regardless of mm-hmm. background, mm-hmm. have the fairest shake in our, you know, in our school. Mm-hmm. That's a that's that's a thing we can't like we can't, you know. Yeah. bro, I I, I greatly appreciate you mm-hmm. for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's really cool to see you step into those uh, positions because I mean, when I think about where we came from as students, you know, yeah. as, as little whippersnappers, mm-hmm. and you know, yep. and now we're grown men doing yep. serious work, uh-huh. and so mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But thanks, man. You know, I can't, you know, thank you for that. It, it makes me think about others who have modeled for me. And so, you know, I, I, I actually think that Dr. Clement Jackson was the first, you know, equity director in the district. And at that time, again, we talked about her husband, Dr. George Jackson, and we <laughs> mentioned Dr. Clement Jackson earlier, but she served as the uh, director of uh, alternative learning program mm-hmm. in Ames all, more than 25, 26 years. And so, uh, and she was definitely a boss and she let her voice be known at that time, advocating for students way before it was even a popular thing uh, to do diversity and equity inclusion work. And so definitely a shout out uh, to uh, Dr. Clemmie Jackson. Uh, someone else that comes to mind uh, is Dr. Uh, Thomas Hill, mm. uh, who Ooh, was yeah, uh, VP Student yeah. Affairs that's here right, at Iowa right, State. Right. You know, him and Dr. Jackson, they rolled uh, together. Yeah, they did. And so uh, you see one, and just, you know, they just, you know, like true, like mm. uncles. Like you sit around them and hear them talk. They just made you feel comfortable being yourself. Mm. And so yeah. uh, shout out to them. And if I give a shout out to Dr. Jackson, I got to give, uh, give a shout out to his uh, right-hand person, uh, Thelma oh, yeah. Harden. That's right, that's right. Uh, Miss mm. Thelma. Thelma Harden is still mm-hmm. doing her thing at Iowa State, Dr. Barbara Woods, uh, Dr. David mm-hmm. uh, Inyang, and Cheryl Inyang, and so they, right. they roll. And then, you know, we talked about Vernon, and of course, we got to give a shout out uh-huh. to his wife, Dolores. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you, you know, uh, it's, it's funny because you think about, you know, especially working in the school district, uh-huh. you know, um, I was excited. We had started a Connect program, mm-hmm. which was, you know, connecting uh, middle school students and high school students to the university, kind of encouraged them to go to college, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I pulled Ms. Yang Yang to the side and I say, you know, hey, you know, we got this Connect program. And she was like, honey, we started that way back in. <laughs> What I said earlier, I would say it's very humbling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, they were already doing the things that we are trenches. recreating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and bringing up again. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I really appreciate uh, being able to have those connections uh, yeah. with that. Well, and even, yeah. even, even, you mentioned all those names. We got to mention Miss Vanessa Baker Latimer. Oh, we got to mention Miss Vanessa. Yes, mm-hmm. holding down know, the city. Holding down, you know, at the, at the city. Yep. She's kind of the, a, a lot of the backbone of a lot of the mm-hmm. city's celebrations for Dr. King. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, you know, so, so yeah. So, and I then, too. and then I'm going to, I'm going to give you the alley-oop on this one. All right. We got to talk about people like Pastor Turan. Oh, most definitely. And, 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 Oh, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a perfect. I mean, because again, in terms of my spiritual walk, you know, he mm-hmm. is one of the people I would consider like my spiritual father, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, in Ames. Uh, but you know, just think about the impact of college students. So we got to talk about uh, the group of students coming together to create the Gospel Soul Innovators mm-hmm. on campus, and the whole dynamics of this story is that they wanted to have a place of worship. Just like what you know, their home, like at home, like yeah. at home. So they came mm-hmm. together uh-huh. and created the Gospel Soul Innovator. A bunch of college students from the Gospel Soul Innovators, you know, they connected and, and started having church at the Black Cultural Center wow. uh, on Welch. On Welch, yeah. And then you know they was having services there. Then they put their funds together and they were able to get a pastor. And I think the first pastor there uh, was uh, Reverend um, Marion Epright. Wow. So from there. 
Then I know when I came in 92, yeah. uh, Dr. Ran- uh, Pastor Ransom, he yeah. was there. And then the first, the second time I came to the BCC was actually uh, Pastor Rand was uh, appointed to be the, the pastor. Yeah, because he, so, he was he a, was he under was a, a student or a disciple or whatever, Pastor Ransom. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And yep. so, of course, you know, Body of Christ, the, the church was actually called uh, the it Black, was Culture Center Black Cultural <laughs> Worship Center. Yeah. Wow. And then it was changed to the Body of Christ uh, Church. Yeah. That's the only church in Ames now, now now again check the records that is like officially named uh, recognized as a multiracial et- multi-ethnic church mm-hmm. uh, I know there's been some other efforts to uh, create a church like that but again mm-hmm. that one I have to throw out Friendship Baptist Church right, which also right. uh, came Pastor Moses, uh, Pastor, yeah, Pastor Moses mm-hmm. but Pastor Terrence Shane mm-hmm. uh, who was the pastor at that time when we was in undergrad uh-huh. and so the cool thing about both of these men of God is that they both uh, married uh, my wife so Pastor Shane and Pastor Rand um, officiated our wedding. Wow. And so uh, just the impact of those two uh, individuals. Sister Anna, shout out to uh, the Lord Shane. That's right. uh, Definitely impact impactful people uh, in my life. And I didn't know any of them back. So back when that was all happening, (laughs) you know, I was still very much Muslim or some version of of pump your fist. Yeah. 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 So I I didn't really come into all of that until like, um, like the mid, the mid nineties or so, or the mid two thousands or so. So like Mm -hmm. the the first time I went to body of Christ church, you and Tynes were there and and Gregory's and and you were like, what you doing? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he did, that brother didn't play. He gave me this like, wait, what? I'm like, oh, this oh, treatment oh, might be Apostle it's, Paul. It's, it's, that's that's old Saul from Tarsus. I don't know. I don't know. It's old. It's old now. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, yeah. but, and yeah, and Pastor Duran has been, you know, he's a, to me, he's a dear brother. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. is like, he's just one of the greatest hearts for people that anybody that yeah. I've ever personally yeah. known. Absolutely. That is no you lie, know, that's, that's my man. Yeah. So as, as you guys think about this, I, I, I want you to be thinking about uh, some of those challenges and, and, and how you have addressed them and, and would like to address them in the future even. Um, but I think just the nature of bringing these things up and thinking about them, uh, in one regard, people can think about that as being divisive or, or like adding to yeah. <laughs> division, yeah. you know. Uh, but but we know that's not the case, right? And, and and as we do this, our hope is not that things get divided or like there becomes a, a split in things. Mm-hmm. But we do know that if if you don't address the the very thing as it is, there's no place for progress and healing at all, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And so like like this 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 segment isn't isn't one of uh you know trying to say man this is this is the problem this is that and that's all like our hope is that is that things continue to move and get and get better mm-hmm. right like like mm-hmm. that's that's our hope that's our goal you right. know and and so as we as we think about these things how can you how can you identify and talk about some of these challenges uh in a way that ultimately uh ends and sheds light on some hope and we'll we'll end right there. Yeah, um, you know, just like we talked about uh, people who were here before we even knew about this place and the work that they put in in terms of the sacrifices they made, uh, how they advocated for change and to be represented and to treat people <laughs> like the image of God uh, here in Ames, Iowa. Like I said earlier, it's, it's very humbling and, and it's encouraging. Uh, because some, sometimes you can get exhausted. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you can feel like you know uh, you, you've overextended your stay. Mm-hmm. Like I know I've I've said that. Uh, <laughs> for the past year or two now It's right like on. you know You're the last brother That won't leave You know You have an event And you just hanging out Like everybody yeah. else and, right. Everybody else Got in their car And left right. You just got that one brother That's just Everyone hanging out, out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god Look at the time and, Right And so I've been feeling Like I've overextended My stay mm. uh, But I realize You know um, Even as we've had Our conversations About what it, what it's like To, to be in AIM Especially as a As a black person And as a person of faith, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to realize that, you know, the work is not done overnight. You know, mm-hmm. if the, the Clintons and the Jacksons were here in the sixties and we talk about, you know, what the Martins and the ships have done in the past and, and talked about the struggles of Jack Trice. We talked about the struggles of college students who've come before us and people who lived in Ames, you know, it's, it's very humbling and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's encouraging. It's refreshing. And so we, we have to continue to think about uh, the hope uh, that we have in Christ, um, the hope that we have that what we've done so far up to this point um, has made some impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has turned the dirt over just a little bit in preparation yeah. uh, for growth. Um, like I said, you know, I, I've said this many times, you know, I have to constantly remind myself what Paul said, you know, one plants uh, another waters, but God gets the increase. And so uh, I have to continue to keep that uh, in my uh, forefront and in my thinking in terms of the work that we've attempted to do here in Ames and not get discouraged, but to continue to be uh, encouraged that those who have gone before me have put in work. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just a part of that thread sure. line and, and, and I might not see, you know, uh, what I want to see happen in Ames, yeah. uh, but I at least have to be encouraged that I just didn't sit by idle and, and allow things to happen around me and didn't speak up. Mm. Mm. That's, yeah, good that's, that's good. Yep. That's good. Man, for, for me, I, I think it's a similar thing. And I think, you know, um, and yeah, I, for me, I wouldn't say that I'm, for example, I'm, I'm ever discouraged, but I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I am tired. Yeah. Um, and because, because, I mean, yeah, there, there's so many things that I feel like when it comes to, um, things like equity and how, you know, and how we, you know, as, as, as people of color and other people are treated around in our community, it seems like we keep starting at 101 or yeah. the step one yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. And it's because, you know, and it's, well, quite frankly, it's because I, f- I feel like we're breaking the 11th commandment. Mm-hmm. And the 11th commandment is thou shalt not make white folks uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know me. Uh, right I, on, uh-huh. I, I keeps it a buck. I was going to say it. I keeps it a buck. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, Here's the thing, though, and what I, and what I mean by that is I don't, and I, I I've said this before, but I'll say it often. What I mean is I don't mean people of European descent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the social, legal, Contract. the the socio cultural mm-hmm. construction of what mm-hmm. this sure. thing called white is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And in that construction, that is always made to be dominant, always made to sup- be, to be supreme, and is never meant to be questioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me in this community, um, you know, I 
I loved, and I say past tense, I loved this community for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things like I still, I'm a city boy. I miss the city. I want mm-hmm. a good, you know, a good jazz spot. You know, I, yeah. I, I want I want some better food, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. like uh, like some more diversity of options. Yep. Um, I want some more things to do that aren't geared toward low college students, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. I want some grown folks things to do in our yep. community. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yes, um and the things that I have always been tired of about this city is how it treats diversity. Like it reacts mm-hmm. to diversity, mm-hmm. you know, it reacts to it yeah. mm-hmm. um, because it sees it as abnormal. That's right. Yeah. And so, and so on the one hand, while I love this, while I've loved this city, I despise that about this city. I just mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, this this has been a great, safe place to raise my children. Yeah. We built a life here. We built a career here, mm-hmm. you know. But um, because the conversation about equity seems to have touched the third rail, mm-hmm. I think this community is shaping up to be a place that is not comfortable or not, I don't want to talk about, I'm going to say safe. Yeah. Not safe. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes physically, but definitely emotionally and psychologically, yeah. Yeah. not a safe place for diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my problem is I see this first and foremost as a theological problem. Mm-hmm. Like we talked mm-hmm. about in the previous episode, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's a theological problem. Yep. And so my starting this conversation in my community was in the church first. That's yep. right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and I've been having this conversation in the church, mm-hmm. this one included, mm-hmm. but in the church yep. for 20 something years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe early on it was clumsy in my language mm-hmm. and whatnot. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm better clarified mm-hmm. in my language. As it should be. But, right. <laughs> yeah. As it right. should be. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but the way that our Christian community yeah. is yeah. responding yeah. to diversity in our community, yeah. let's, let's, let's say with the diversity within the church, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. me has just been despicable. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. been, it's, it's been, and I don't I don't say despicable like ooh I hate y'all I say right. despicable like it saddens me yep. yeah, good. like yep. I'm sad about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know I'm sad that my faith in God and in Christ is as deep as it, ha- it has ever been yeah. mm-hmm. I will never set foot as a member in another church in this community mm-hmm. for as long as I'm in mm-hmm. this community mm-hmm. and every person in church within the sound of my voice should be asking yourself why right Right. And it's not because he's mad, he's angry, he's this, he's that. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm looking for a church that's not perfect, yep. but I do demand that you're not hypocritical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I demand that unflinchingly, mm-hmm. and I won't apologize mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. don't be hypocritical, mm-hmm. you know? And so in our community, I do feel like I've overstayed my welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. grandma used to always say, yep. right, baby, know when it's time to go. Know when it's time to go. <laughs> know when it's time yep. to go. Yep. And so, and so... It's not, you know, it's not hopelessness. It's just emotional fatigue. Yeah. Imagine the physical fatigue, you know. J. Cole, you're an athlete. Imagine mm-hmm. the physical fatigue mm-hmm. of playing your guts out. Mm-hmm. It's fourth quarter. There's still two and a half minutes left. You've been playing most of the game. You've got nothing <laughs> left. Mm-hmm. But you finish the game on sheer adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when that game is done, you just collapse. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. So I am I feel like at that point of fatigue because whenever we have these conversations mm-hmm. there is there is listening but the listening always has some pushback to it and the pushback results in whiteness taking 
taking precedent over over Christianness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like so many of my Anglo brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters of European descent, have just fallen for the idolatry of whiteness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are and and whiteness itself is their idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so and so I just I, I feel like when we can get rid of that mm-hmm. and we can have better conversations, you know, Jay, one of the things I appreciate about you and we're wrapping up our series. I want to say this before we wrap up our yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that I'm not a big believer in racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a believer in conciliation mm-hmm. because we haven't been together first to begin with. That's right. You know, Um Broadly, I believe that's completely true. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I completely appreciate and, and that I have learned to think about differently from you, mm-hmm. so I want to give you your flowers mm-hmm. so people can hear them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is thinking about... Don't do it too much. I'm prideful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prideful. Don't do it too much. All right, go ahead, you, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, 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 but I appreciate... <laughs> oh, stop, 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 stop. stop, stop, stop. Stop it one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stop it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I appreciate about you, bro, is that is that um, what what I you know I have I have thought about that differently, mm-hmm. and you know, and reconciliation isn't one big ball, mm-hmm. yeah. or reconciliation isn't one big ball. I still mm-hmm. believe that as the church, yep. we've never been conciled, and, right. and there mm-hmm. and there and there mm-hmm. can't there's reconciliation is impossible because mm-hmm. there's never been conciliation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that relationships. The relationships of the people of faith yeah. in our community, hmm. there there is a potential for reconciliation because there was once, maybe not complete, but there was once unity there. There yeah. was, you know, mm-hmm. so there there was once conciliation, yeah. and then things were broken, mm-hmm. and now we have to reconcile and, and, and fix them. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I just don't think that so many of our brothers and sisters of a different hue mm-hmm. fully, fully, fully want that for. It, Maybe there's giving things up. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of reasons why there's there, there's a reluctance to do that on terms that aren't their own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I want to make one caveat too. I mean, you you mentioned the hypocrisy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in the in the church, you know, and, and you know, I've I've wrestled through that as well. And as I as I continue to wrestle through that, right? Like the the fatigue you mentioned is so, so, so real. Yeah. You know? Um but what the Lord has given me and what the Spirit's provoked in me is such a conviction. Yeah. You know, to the point where like <clears throat> I can't like the the hypocrisy that rises in myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's real. uh Operates as as the as the as the as a type of fuel, you know. How, however faint the fuel is, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. to persevere mm-hmm. in the place of where I want to blatantly call out mm-hmm. the hypocrisy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. as I keep in view my own fallen shortness, mm-hmm. um, that's what motivates me. Uh, and and, and and like the you know my own falling shortness and then the 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 still coming alongside that the Lord does with me yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like that together mm-hmm. is what motivates me to to man mm-hmm. remain steadfast mm-hmm. and continue uh, and kind of prolongs that 
sense of adrenaline in the midst of fatigue. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, like I love that analogy. You yeah. know, because it's because yeah. it's so 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 mm-hmm. real. The game ain't over yet. <laughs> the game ain't over yet. The clock is ticking ever so slowly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And as you're bending over on your knees, huffing and puffing, mm-hmm. sweat dripping, looking yeah. at the clock, just mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying. It's free throw time, and right. you just like just 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 prolong, you know. Yeah. But the game will be over. Yeah. And when the game over, when the game's over, you don't fall into like this. You know this 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 vastness of just dark fatigue, mm-hmm. but you fall into glory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the game at the end is won. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it's that's that's what that's what keeps me going. I, I love the end game of Revelation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, you know where it's going. Yeah. And so despite the 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 anger at the hypocrisy despite the fatigue despite mm-hmm. the 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 backlash you mm-hmm. know after so much progress you're always mm-hmm. going to get the backlash yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. there's yeah. been a phenomenal amount of backlash mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. you know but when we keep the end game in mind and in sight uh we know that unity love reconciliation or conciliation mm-hmm. right right wins wins out yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that is the that is the aim of the spirit. Yeah, that is the aim of our savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we can have, I think, confidence yeah. in yeah. that. Yeah, that's so. good. Well, and there's, I wish, you know, like. I appreciate like your mm-hmm. like the energy of the young Thundercats, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> give yeah, us more, more I, you know, mm-hmm. right? That, that that does give me more energy, yeah. and and I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I wish like you had you had the people at the Body of Christ Church, you know, when you were younger, what mm-hmm. whatnot, you know. My Christian experience has always been I've been one of the only me's wherever I go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so and so I just you know I've said I've said to J Cole a lot, man. I I would have given my right arm. Mm-hmm. To have another another you or another mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. when I was in, the, in, in, yep. in 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 those places, yeah, that's right. Yep. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Yep. And so and so yeah. So I think your your energy has given me energy, right? Let me say I want to yeah yep. real, real quick. I want to mm-hmm. I want to bounce that back at y'all. Yep. Like yeah, like I I know the distance y'all have gone, right? And like mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, the young Thundercat. You know, and I'm coming up behind kind of y'all have gone a distance, and you and you've settled on some things, right? And that's perfectly fine, but I want y'all mm-hmm. to know that, like, even though, even even where you've settled, yeah, you might feel like you've settled in a place that's like created some kind of distance and maybe even you know apathy in, in some areas. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel that from y'all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at all. Like yeah. the the way you 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 say, you know, my youthness kind of propels y'all, like. You're you're still propelling me, you know. Yeah. Like you're saying, if you would have had a a Dr. Jones, you would have had a me, you know. Like in your in your, in your walk coming up, mm-hmm. y'all are that for me. Yeah, still now. <laughs> you know what I'm you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, wow. Like it's it's the reason why I'm going. The reason why the podcast has three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The reason why we got some dope merch and y'all getting y'all's. It's coming on. It's, it's, on, it's, on, the, it's on the it's on the way. Yes, sir. It's on the way. Yes, right. Is because of the conversations mm-hmm. that we've had at the coffee shops, yep. right? We've had yep. at the restaurants, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, like, just know, um, you guys are forerunner now, mm-hmm. you know, and and we've got the the Wayne Clintons mm-hmm. and the and the Dr. Tom Hills, right, mm-hmm. to look at. That's in a generation above y'all, and mm-hmm. 
I've got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and and there 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 is no stagnation. Right. It's 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 all moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. like like I, I want to give y'all uh, those flowers and, and that uh, 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 that hope too. So yeah, wow, I mean that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, man, and again, just to wrap things up, it, one of the things that has been encouraging to me is that we, we have to understand that ministry is bigger than Ames. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and, and Jesus constantly uh, teaches us that, that, you know, right. you know, even the example, I must leave here, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so I want to just encourage, encourage, you know, especially encouraging back to what Abdullah said is that I've always learned, you know, and again, I throw uh, Pastor Rand's name out again, just learning from him about ministry. It's about going through the dust with people, mm-hmm. right? It's about going through people's messiness, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and going through that ministry just so they can become a, we all can become a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, said a message that, you know, when you're in a town and they do not receive your message, when they do not receive your word, shake the dust off your feet. He later literally says, shake the dust mm-hmm. off your feet. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, you know, in our language today, we keep it moving. Yeah. Right? Keep, we keep, keep it moving. Keep and moving. It's, it's no discredit to, mm-hmm. you know, the exhaustion, it's no discredit to mm-hmm. the tiredness. But sometimes mm-hmm. we have to have wisdom. Uh, to be able to remove ourselves yeah. in order for mm-hmm. uh, better versions to come, right? Yep. That's right. As yep. I said again, one plant, one water. <laughs> and if, we, if we're, we're constantly uh-huh. trying to force ourselves to plant and it's mm-hmm. time to water, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll never get to the watering part so <laughs> God right. can get the yep. increase. So we have That's to good. be able to have the wisdom. Really and good. this is how I encourage myself in the Lord, especially in, in terms of our times yeah. um, uh, right now. Is that we have to be able to have the the wisdom to be able to dip at the right time mm-hmm. to be able to sub out mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because there's we got some more players yep. <laughs> in this work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not solely yep. totally dependent on us. Right. Yeah. We have to understand the, the moves of in and out to, yeah. to be able to sub out. And, and a that's better, okay. And a better bench. Yep. You <laughs> know, a better bench. Yep. Dr. J and yep. MJ. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and like like those those were phenomenal a- basketball absolutely. players. Mm-hmm. Yep. But these new th- these new Ooh. players will put them old dudes to shame. Uh-huh. And Magic was the man. Yes, sir. Dr. J was the man. Yes, but you got Bron Bron coming yep. in. Absolutely. Killing man. fools. Yep. I'm absolutely. glad y'all recognize. I'm glad y'all recognize. That was just preaching to somebody. I don't know. I don't know who you are. But that was preaching to somebody. All right, man. Hey, this this has been uh, this time of Black History Month. Yes, man, sir. has been a great time of man learning, education, uh, reflection, and an exercise in hope, man. So, uh, I really appreciate y'all coming out here doing this thing uh, with me, uh, man. Shout out to to both the audiences on Christian Soldier and the Ambassador mm-hmm. Podcast, man. And, uh, we hope y'all are really, really blessed by this uh, by this series. Once again. We hope you have enjoyed this four-episode collaboration with the Ambassador Podcast, and we hope that you found it to be informative, affirming, and thoroughly enjoyable. We'll be back with our regular podcast with some combination of Andres, Justine, and myself on Wednesday, March 9th, as we continue fighting the good fight in these rough-and-tumble podcast streets. 
So if you have any questions about anything that we cover on the show, if you have topics you want us to discuss, or you just want to reach out, become a member of our community on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Christian Soldier. Y'all know what it is. Or email us at hello at christiansoldier.com. Thanks again for listening. And for Andres and Justine, I'm Abdullah. And until next time, y'all, keep the faith. Peace. The Christian Soldier Podcast is brought to you by the Christian Soldier Collective, a Jesus-centered community dedicated to the pursuit of unity, cultural and ethnic conciliation, and social justice within the church. The theme song is The Ace by Ballpoint. The Christian Soldier Podcast is a production of the Christian Soldier Collective and Monarch Training and Development.